Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 59, which is also our second episode in the email marketing expanded series called Beyond the Broadcast. I am super, super excited to have Kelly O'Connell from Active Campaign on the podcast today. What I really wanted to do with this series was to showcase how you can use email marketing better and more efficiently and to do more in your business. I, of course, am a huge, huge, huge active campaign user myself. So it made logical sense for me to bring on a representative from Active Campaign. Kelly has been with Active Campaign long enough that she can talk with authority and experience that I don't think that those of us who just use the software could talk about to the same level. So this is, as I say, our second episode in this series. We started with the episode with Sarah Anderson, which was just one episode back, episode number 58. So if you haven't listened to that yet, it is a great kickoff to this series. Listen today, listen to Kelly, and then you're going to have opportunity to hear about a couple other pieces of, or software services that also provide email marketing services, and they are great in their own right. I've brought on companies that have been in the email marketing space for at least a decade. I wanted to bring on the tried and true products. So sit back, listen, take notes if you want to, but most of all, get inspired as to what your email marketing system can do for you. And if you are looking for email marketing help, please Hit me up on Instagram. I'm tech of business. Hit me up on Facebook. My personal profile is very public. I'm Jamie Slutsky, J-A-I-M-E-S-L-U-T-Z-K-Y. Connect with me and I will help you figure out the best right next step for you with your email marketing or any part of your tech stack. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Kelly. Kelly, thank you so, so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast today and talking all about how Active Campaign can help with your email marketing, email automation, and all that jazz. So before we go knee deep into email marketing and the tool of Active Campaign itself, go ahead and take a moment and introduce yourself and uh, an Active Campaign. Yeah, great. Thanks for thanks for having me. So I'm Kelly O'Connell. Uh, I'm principal product manager here at Active Campaign. Um, have been here for a little over three and a half years. So actually started the customer success department 
So worked a lot with our users in onboarding and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Um, did a little bit of a tour in sales and worked over there for a while. Um, and now I'm in the, in the product org, which has been a ton of fun because I've talked to a ton of users and hopefully can bring some of that stuff to life in, in the product with what they, what they want and need. Um, and then if you haven't heard of Active Campaign, we are a marketing automation uh, software platform that started as an email marketing platform back in 2003 and quickly moved into automation and really, really focusing in on segmentation and optimizing sort of customer journeys throughout, throughout their life cycle uh, in various different ways. So we've been around for a little, but um, we like to, to really focus on marketing automation with a big focus on small and medium-sized businesses. Awesome, awesome. And my first introduction to Active Campaign was years ago and I remember going in there and saying this is a lot more than what my clients at that time needed and now active campaign is what I use uh, it's what I highly recommend for my clients and we use it extensively in virtual summit automation because there's just so much power in that and I think that there are a lot of great tools out there and the most important thing is to find one that jives with you and that can help grow and support with, you know your business as it grows and that's one of the reasons why Active Campaign is at the top of my list for email because you can start by just doing the very simple sending out broadcasts to a single list that had a freebie with a one um, just the freebie delivery can be the entire automation and then everything else is just done with broadcasts. Or you can go knee deep, ankle deep, however you want to do it and get into a lot more of that segmentation and um, I mean, we talked about that in the intro episode to this email marketing series, all about the advantages of segmentation. So Kelly, can we kind of go into the philosophy behind segmentation um, within your your list and what how Active Campaign is kind of going that and helping and support that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it just in the email marketing industry itself. I think everyone has gotten really used to sort of that batch and blast or that spray and pray and you have this big <laughs> list of people and you want to you want to tell them a message and that is still incredibly valuable in many ways that that broadcast element sort of that that big piece of information that you need to get out to everyone but I think um, you know our philosophy is that it's going to resonate a lot more you're going to get more engagement you're going to convert more your your contacts are going to feel more engaged with you as a as a business if that messaging is really relevant and personal and targeted um, and that doesn't just mean say hey first name you know it has to go a lot further than that as far as what are they doing what are they not doing how are they engaging with you um, what are their interests what do you know about them and so using all of that to segment and sort of say, oh, this group of people is a little bit different than this other group of people that I know. And how can I position my messaging or how can I change their desired action that I want them to take? So maybe the call to action or where I'm trying to get them to go. Mm -hmm. That's going to resonate a lot more with them um, because it feels like, oh, my gosh, this company sort of knows exactly who I am and what I'm interested in and, and everything relates back to me. 
Um, and so they're just going to be more, more inclined to, to take action and keep moving, moving through that funnel. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's our big focus. And um, we also talk a lot about past that, that first sort of couple of stages of the funnel that we all talk about, you know, people become aware of us, people start evaluating us, and then they purchase or they convert. Um, And we like to take that past that first conversion. So there's a lot that happens after someone becomes a customer does that first conversion. So how can you start helping them become an advocate or having them refer other people Mm -hmm. or just making sure that they stay engaged. And so that bottom half of the funnel, I think sometimes can get forgotten about after the welcome series or after that first nurturing. Um, but it's really important that you keep providing that, that optimized journey past that first, first purchase or first conversion. Yes. I love that. And what my first thought on that is, is that when someone buys your $19 ebook that, you know, that they bought after your freebie, that is not going to be the lifetime value if you treat them right. So they got their freebie and their lifetime value at that point is zero. Then they go to buying that $19 product and their lifetime value is $19. But you have products that are worth a lot more than that. And if you treat them right after they bought that low-priced offer, they're going to be more likely to send someone else to that low-priced offer or to go and complete the work required inside that offer or finish reading that book, give you a review, do whatever it might be, and then come back for more. And that part um, is so, so valuable. I know I have a product that is a couple hundred dollar workbook. And one of the automations that I have in the system is three days after purchase, send an email that just says, hey, so-and-so, thank you for buying this. And I actually put the date and time on there because I have it. I said, I know you bought it. Yeah, I bought, I know you bought it three days ago. Do you have any questions? Have you got stuck somewhere? And I kind of start the the next phase of that conversation right at that point. Um, What other strategies do you have um, kind of after that initial purchase? Yeah. So, I mean, you brought up, you know, people have lots of products and lots of opportunity to continue growing that lifetime value. So we all know that someone that comes in and downloads a freebie and then purchases that first $19 product based on what we know about them or how they're engaging or what they've looked at or what they've dabbled with that next product that we nurture them to may be totally different person to person. So Mm -hmm. thinking about like, what pages have they visited? Do I know if they've even shown interest in this other purchase that I could cross sell? So it's not always one path of $0 to 19. And then we know that next $29 or $50 product that could be super different depending on what we know about them. So I think one of the biggest things is just thinking about all of those things that you know, whether you're tracking that now or not tracking it, but how do you get that into a system so that you can start, it's not just one path for everyone, but you can start branching on, on some of those details. Um, because there's not, there's not a one path at <laughs> all, um, unless there is, I mean, we have lots of customers that do se- sequential things and they know that this is the next thing, but I do love the, um, 
the idea of, you know, that they purchased, ask for feedback, keep that conversation going. So the last thing you want when you purchase a $19 thing is to three days later say, oh, go buy this other thing. I think right. we're all expecting that as people who are marketed to, to be like, <laughs> okay, well now buy something else. But really uh, helping them see the value in what they just purchased and nurturing them to sort of adopt that. Do you know that they've read it, that they've consumed it, that they've used it um, and gathering that feedback and starting that discussion before sort of just moving them to to the next the next purchase. The next sale. Uh, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's really important. Um because I do see lots of people say, okay, they purchased the $19 thing and now I'm just going to send everyone who's purchased the $19 thing an email about the next product. Um, and I think, you know, if we put ourselves in in our contact shoes, that's probably not not the email we want to get next is just something else to buy, but how are we actually experiencing the the thing that we bought just just now? Just yeah, that's really the big difference between, you know, the big businesses and the small and tiny businesses. With the big businesses, they're tracking you across the internet. They're showing you ads. They are sending you blast sales messages every single day. With a small or a tiny business, which is really all of us who are hanging out here, even Active Campaign is you know, the way that they treat me as a customer, they don't treat me as if I was, like as if they were a massive, huge business. But I think that one of the things that we can do that makes it really feel good is to not be blasting sales all the time, but just to also, to really reinforce everything else. One of the things that um, also came up in my, as you were talking just now, was that you have the ability within your system to track where people are visiting on your website. And that's something that a lot of people don't even realize until they get exposed to it. But there's actually site tracking, which means that you can actually inside an automation, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you can say, if they visited this page, send them down this path instead of down the normal path. Can you talk a little bit about the reasoning for that or how it might take effect and how maybe a coach who has a group program and one-on-one could uh, take advantage of something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think site tracking is one of those things um, again, that, that goes over, overlooked a few times. I mean, we've, we've gotten so used to knowing what they click on and what they open and using that as sort of our behavioral um, segmentation capability. But I mean, we could have people not reading our emails at all, but they come to our website every single day and they're consuming content and they're looking around and that shows that they're curious and that mm-hmm. they're engaged in some way. And so you can track with with our little snippet, you can track every page that people look at. And then on top of that, you can start saying, well, how many times have they looked at it? So have they looked at it more than 15 times? Have they looked at this like huge offer I have or this huge product I have? Have they been researching that? Um, because that's going to tell a lot more than someone who just comes to your main homepage 15 times, you know, how far into your site are they getting? And so exactly with multiple services, or if I have group classes versus one-on-one, um, that's an early indicator of what they're already interested in. So even when they give you their email, you've known nothing about them, except that they've picked group classes instead of one-on-one. They've looked at that page. That nurturing sequence, that onboarding, that welcome, once they give you your email can be so targeted 
to that group element rather than just here's everything I offer. They already know that they came to your site. They sort of showed curiosity around one thing. So I think that's really key and starting to, to branch that down. We do it a lot even on our site at different features that people are looking at or different things that we offer because that's going to completely change your messaging and positioning around those things. You don't want to talk about everything you offer. It's a lot of noise. So focus in on what people have already expressed curiosity around and, and you know that from their engagement on the site. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds really great. So let's say that someone who's listening right now says, okay, Kelly, you've won me over and I want to go over to Active Campaign, and they're bringing over an existing list, but they don't have any of this kind of information. Do you, so they're going to put tracking on because you and I have talked about it, and they know <laughs> they, they know that they should. Um, what kind of augment, um, automations or segmentations or things do you recommend that they kind of start with in order to learn stuff about the people who are on their list that they don't know anything about right now? Yeah, I think that's great. So the first thing I would definitely uh, start with, I think everyone should have one regardless of business or industry, is that welcome series. And that's not an autoresponder welcome email when someone comes onto your list that says, thanks for being on my list. It is a true uh, initial nurturing. That is the most engaged with your business that they will probably ever be. They <laughs> just gave you their prized possession, their email address. And so you really need to respect that, that relationship. So really nurturing them into who you are, what value you add, um, and then using that opportunity to get a little bit more information. So maybe you do want to know a few questions that you didn't ask on that initial form. Um, and so progressively getting more information. The other big philosophy we have here is that blend of human touch in automation. Mm -hmm. So um, I think automation sometimes can seem really robotic or cold or impersonal. And we have lots of people that use that first email to say, reply back and tell me the biggest problem you're trying to solve right now. And they, they sort of start that human relationship where they're emailing back and forth, but they used an automation to sort of facilitate and orchestrate that. So I think that welcome series is really, really key. Um, the other thing that I would immediately start with is we have these recipes, these sort of pre-built automations that you can import into your account. And a few of them are around email engagement. So how often are they opening and clicking? And then how long has it been since they've done that? Because what that can start to do, it's not an immediate sort of uh, ROI, but three months from now, you can start seeing those differences in contacts. These are the people that are engaging with me every single week. Mm -hmm. And these people are sort of less engaged or they're falling off. And how do I want to either try and re-engage with them? Do I want to put them into a different sort of long-term nurturing sequence? But understanding those, those email or site behaviors and how engaged they are with you and just tracking that over time. I think those are two key ones to just have sort of from the, from the get-go. Yes, yes. So you talked about recipes um, and that's something that's super, super helpful. All you need to do is to go into the automations 
section of your active campaign account and you click start a new automation and there are a ton of recipes right in there. The coolest thing about them is if you pick one, there are prompts that actually take you through the information that you need to know, you need to complete that is manual stuff like, okay, this is the page I want to be tracking on or this is the interval of things. So you can actually use a lot of the the work that Active Campaign has done over their years of being in business and just put it in and put it in quickly and efficiently. I agree with you that that's probably one of the things that I would tell and actually that I do whenever I move someone <laughs> over to Active Campaign is just to find out who are their engaged um readers and who who's actually engaging it's not necessarily who's clicking it's just a matter of okay are these people reading my emails every week when I send them out um as and it's just more information is more information and it's really really helpful yeah so it doesn't it doesn't have to be that click I think any channel that you're engaging with it could be opens it could be clicks it could be site visits it could be we also have event tracking um so it's a little related to site tracking but it's actually what they're doing on your site so if you have content that they can download or if you have a place where they can log in you can track those as events so uh, those come into the activity stream it looks really similar to you know a page being visited but we have um, we have customers who use event tracking for like how long through a video did someone get on my website? Did they make it all the way through? Did they make it 30 seconds through? And you can use all of that to really understand how engaged your users are. And you may not use it right away, right? Not everything has to be a decision from the get-go, but mm -hmm. start collecting that data so that if you do have an idea six months down the road, you don't have to go and catch up and try and get all that info. You, you've been collecting it over time. Absolutely, absolutely. And that really ties into some of the stuff that I do and one of the reasons why I recommend Active Campaign for Virtual Summits is because we host those videos on those pages. And so we're able to actually use the tools within Active Campaign to determine who is actually watching the video content or who has clicked to it but only watched a minute or two. And that helps us with a whole lot of insight as to how to nurture that person next because a virtual summit, as everybody who has been listening to me for any amount of time knows, <laughs> is a free event where it sales on the back end. So it's anytime you have more value. One of the other things that I was thinking about as you were talking about uh, these recipes and automations and stuff is the alert notification inside um, where you can actually have inside your automation send an email to Jamie that, and this is the content that to put in it. And what I love about that is that that is using the automation to trigger something manual. So I had it when I was testing something for a client. I wanted to make sure people were going down a certain path. I put a, I put a notification in there um, and so that I was able to see, okay, yes, they hit the left path versus the right path. Um, and I think that that is one of those like secret weapons of uh, email marketing is being able to find ways to make your automation move into the interactive. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about what that is and then also touch on the ability to send emails directly to your list members from inside ActiveCampaign? 
Yeah, I think um, that sort of back-end operations in automations is what won me over when I, you know, first found Active Campaign. is automation so often focuses on the messaging to the contact, which it's great for. Um, but again, sometimes you just want to know if something happens or you just want to do something on the back-end that's going to set you up for success later. And so using automations to send direct emails to yourself. Uh, I have those all the time, <laughs> even with our own company when different things happen. I get an email that tells me who did something and what I need to do next. Mm -hmm. And so that person has no idea that, <laughs> that they're going through an automation. They're not getting any emails, but I'm able to more relevantly engage with them and, and work with them. And so again, that blend of, of human touch and sort of automation. Mm -hmm. um, and then you wanted... The, so the ability to send an email directly to someone inside from inside Active Campaign, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, it makes it so that you can just like based on whether it was that 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 trigger or something else, you can actually send emails. So I'm curious, kind of like where that came from, how that all works. Yeah, yeah. So there, are, you know, a few different places to like send send the email. So we talked about the broadcast and we have the ability to send directly within an automation. So as they do something, send that contact an email, um, which again is more relevant because they've just done something. They've either just visited your site or read an email or engaged with you in some way. Um, and so there, that email is going to be much more perfectly timed to what they're doing than anything else but also the ability to just connect one-on-one -on -one from a contact page. So I can just send an email if I'm looking at sort of their record and everything I know about them and I need to engage with them, I can send an email directly to them from my email address without having to leave tools, without having to lose context, um, but be able to sort of pull all of that into my own direct communication. Yeah, so basically what it means is like if you got an alert that a tag was added to a person and you have it in your schedule to on Tuesdays, everybody who, who got this tag, you can just go straight inside Active Campaign and go through all of those. You don't have to bring their email address over to your G Suite or your Outlook or your webmail or whatever product you're using. You can keep main, keep track of that email directly, like that outbound email that's a personal email right inside Active Campaign. It doesn't replace your inbox, but it does uh, provide a new way to start that communication that is not part of an automation. Yeah, it definitely works great for, you know, you're already in the tool, you just need to send an email out and you're, you have sort of their whole activity stream, you know, you can say like, hey, I noticed that you were looking at X, Y, and Z. I mean, depending on how you want to phrase that, sometimes mm -hmm. that can come off a little creepy, but, um, you know, you have all of that context and you can just have a much more um, enriching conversation. We also do, we have tons of customers and I don't know if you use this, Jamie, but we have our Chrome extension where if you do work out of Gmail, it'll pull all of that contact information into your sort of Chrome extension. And so I could work out of Gmail and have those tags and those fields and that activity sitting there as well. So we really focus on, you know, live in sort of the tool that you want to live in. And mm -hmm. hopefully we can give you all the information you need, whether that's working out of ActiveCampaign or working out of your inbox. 
That is brilliant. I did not know that. I am an Outlook user. I live in that little town called Redmond, Washington, where everybody and their neighbor and their spouse works for Microsoft. So <laughs> I stay in that camp. But there's nothing wrong. And I know a lot of people who use their Gmail or G Suite accounts extensively. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that because I had no idea about that. Yeah, That's of course. a great little tidbit of great little uh feature that um again i think it's going to be very valuable for a lot of the listeners right now who i know relied heavily heavily on <laughs> gmail and g suite so kelly i want to kind of wrap things up and talk a little bit about what the biggest benefit of fully embracing this automation side of active campaign kind of investing the time and energy to set it up now we kind of alluded to it a little bit already but what do you see is like the long-term benefit of setting this up right so that you can just continue on and continue on and continue to grow yeah i think the biggest thing with embracing this is that um it allows you to grow. So not everything has to be perfectly with your yeses and your noes and your segments and your targets. Not all of that has to be right away. Um, but having the infrastructure in place and having sort of that data running through allows you to say, okay, now I know that I do want to branch off if people do this versus this. I already know if they're doing it or not, but I have content for it for for it. I've thought through if they do this, do I want to have a different message? Do I not want to have a different message? And so it just sets you up for making those decisions down the road. Um, and we have sort of a big, at least I personally, I won't speak for the company, but there's this big mentality in automation of it's set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. And that sort of gives me nightmares. Um, but I think it really is something that you iterate on and you change all of the time. And so if you start embracing it and say, this is what it looks like today, and it's maybe not perfect, it's maybe like minimum viable product, like this is absolutely the must have um, sort of sequence I want, then it's really easy two months from now to say, okay, now I'm going to add this step or I'm going to change it or I'm going to sort of branch it off. And it just sets you up for really easily sort of thinking through what's working and what's not and making those changes without having to like rebuild everything or start from start from zero. Yeah, yeah. It's better to start today and not use it than to wish in three months that you had started three months ago. So yes. I definitely believe that is absolutely true. Obviously, in the show notes, I am going to make sure that I have my active campaign affiliate link because thank you guys very much for having that opportunity because I absolutely love active campaign. Um, can you take a couple moments and share where else people can learn more about active campaign? Um, I know that there's, you know, a Slack channel, there's all sorts of stuff. So just kind of share how people can uh, connect with active campaign. Um, and then I like to end every episode of the tech of business podcast with a little bit of a curveball question. And sometimes it's just kind of like thinking and dreaming big. So we're going to come back to that after you share where people can connect with active campaign okay i'm excited and a little scared <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so to learn about active campaign you can go to activecampaign.com we do offer a free trial for two weeks um so you can test out the entire product all of the things that we talked about today really get a feel for it 
Um, we do have, as Jamie said, a Slack channel. We have a great community um, where people talk about how they're using the platform or questions they have. Um, we have some tutorials and um, sort of, you know, courses that you can take. And we also have a great podcast that's really just about marketing automation in general with our director of education, Chris Davis. So I'd recommend checking that out because it's not, you know, tool focused. It's really just about how businesses are, are doing this and really connecting with their customers. So again, activecampaign.com and you can try our, our free trial or use Jamie's link that she provides as well, um, but would really recommend going in and, and playing around and just getting a feel for it. You'll probably hear from some of our team here, um, but you could also reach out to us at help at activecampaign.com if you're curious about anything. Very cool. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. That was, that's great. And I definitely think that Chris's podcast is a blast to listen to. I got to meet him in person at a study hall event just last month in March. And uh, that was super fun. And the Active Campaign um, study hall was a great opportunity uh, to connect with the company. And I love the ability to connect with the company. And so that is kind of where I wanted to take this curveball is um, because I got to sit in a room with a dozen other active campaign users who were either end users or agencies or people who are like me who use active campaign with other clients. What other ways do you see um, active campaign fostering in-person communication or would you like to see active campaign fostering those in-person connections um, down the road or you know at present what might be going on behind the scenes what do you wish could be going on behind the scenes <laughs> um, that kind of stuff because I love I love leaving the episodes with just like everyone's brain just firing on all cylinders of what if yeah so I mean we have 200 of those study halls planned for this year. So that is a lot of people that we get to connect with, which is really exciting. Um, but outside of that, we do have a partner team that works really closely with our partners. And so even attending their events, we have lots of partners that host their own events for their own users and meeting them and understanding what problems they're solving. Um, we did have um, a conference last year, and we'll probably have a conference at some point again. That was great to just talk with industry leaders, but also our users. Um, and then, you know, any sort of conferences, we try and be at conferences that our users will be at, and either we have a booth or we're speaking, but um, really enjoy just you know, not even talking active campaign specific, but just what what's going on with their business and what problems are they trying to solve? Um, and then as, as often as we can have customers in our office or we can go out and meet them, we really love that one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, sort of meeting and understanding who they are and just keeping that FaceTime. But um, really anything and everything is, is up in the air for for what I'd love to see but just love meeting with users and and so does the rest of the team
That is awesome. And so for anybody who is listening right now, they are in the Chicago area. So if uh, you, if you are listening and you want to go and learn more about Active Campaign and maybe get into their office and have a chat with them, definitely uh, connect back through all the channels that Kelly mentioned. And Kelly, I want to thank you again for being part of this email marketing series on the Tech of Business podcast. It's been so fun talking with you. Yeah, thank you. It's been a blast. I just adored that interview. I've listened to it so many times since the time that I recorded it, making sure that I had all sorts of good nuggets. And I hope that you got something out of it as well. We have lots of those notes over in the show notes. So you can just click on your podcast artwork and you can read them there. Or you can go to techofbusiness.com forward slash 059 to get the show notes there. Also, if you are interested in Active Campaign. The link is techofbusiness.com forward slash active campaign. Nice and simple. It's in the show notes. And I appreciate you. If you know someone who is struggling with their email marketing, send them this episode right now. And if there's something that you would like for me to bring onto the podcast in the next couple of months or a couple of years or whatever, please book a call with me. It's C-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-J-A-I-M-E.com. It's a quick 15-minute call and we will hit your main topics so that you can get the most out of your online tools. I will see you again in just a few days for the next episode in this series. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.